Good morning and welcome to Emmett Audio episode, I'm not sure, maybe 139. Um, I have a student who's going to be showing up any minute, so I might have to redo this. Today is a wooden spoon geek out, and I'm going to be talking today about common mistakes. Thankfully, I wrote down the ones I could think of, so I'm just going to go through them quickly. Uh, one of the most common mistakes I see is overcarving the neck of the spoon early on. If you focus too much on getting the neck of the spoon where it comes off the shoulders there nice and clean early on, you lose sight of the fact that you're going to have to recarve that later on as you adjust things. And if you make it too narrow and trying to make it perfect early on, you're not going to have enough material to have a nice, strong, robust neck there. <clears throat> this also goes for uh, the keel, that it's, it's to some extent, it's easy to overcarve the keel, though this is less of a concern. And you want to leave both the width of the neck and the depth of the neck a little bit strong so that you have material to remove later on in the process. It doesn't matter if it's perfect or not early on. You just need to make sure there's not any cracks going down into the shoulders. That's all you're looking to make sure of. Number two, letting the blank dry out. I cannot stress this enough. If you are in the habit of leaving your blanks lying around between carving, carving is going to be a real pain in the neck. Get in the habit of putting them in a plastic bag and get in the habit of really getting the moisture content of your wood perfect and then protecting that moisture content at all costs. Be in the habit of bagging up your blanks, even if you're going to leave them for five minutes, because if you let them dry out, they're going to form a hard skin that's going to be such a pain to get underneath that it forms this vicious cycle where you never get out of that, that process. So keep your blanks in plastic bags. Number three, not sheathing your knives consistently. Most damage and some cuts that happen to people happen because you aren't in the habit of sheathing your knives consistently. And you have to get in that habit because damage takes so much more time to sharpen out than just a dull blade. <clears throat> and it's so easy to do. So if you don't have an easy sheath, if you still have that sucky Mora plastic sheath, make yourself a birch bark one or one out of a cardboard um, cereal box. Or heck, just get a cardboard tube and stick it in that. Just do something, but make sure it's easy to put on and easy to take off. Number four, not wrapping your strops. If you struggle with smudgy spoons, part of this is because probably because your strop is rattling around in your toolbox or tool bag with everything else. And the stropping compound is getting onto the handles of your tools and then onto your hands and then onto your spoon blank. So take a moment, wipe down everything with a paper towel and vinegar or baby wipes or whatever you got. Um, wash them with soapy water if you have to, and then wrap your strop up in a rag, cloth, make a case for it, whatever you need to do. But get that strop covered. This will also protect the edges of your blades because if your strop is rattling around loose, guess what? It's getting grit and dirt and dust on it. And then you're wiping your blade across all of that. So cover your strops. <clears throat> what are we on? Number five, not establishing square faces on your spoons. If you are tempted to nibble off the corners of your spoons, then you will never truly know what they look like from the side profile and from the plan view looking straight down at them. You have to establish those outlines by squaring off the spoon, essentially creating a big square chunky spoon first, getting those proportions right, and then knocking off your chamfers. Um, if you obviously there are times when you can knock off a corner and that makes your life easier and you need to do a little bit of that on the back of the bowl anyways but think in terms of keeping a nice square <clears throat> uh straightened out uh blank and that will make everything in life easier 
number six or whatever it is trying to pull a finished surface before getting the skeleton right this is related to that it looks like my lesson is maybe here you have to get the finished surface right before you i'm sorry you have to get the skeleton right before you do the finished surface okay so here is part two i had to uh stop because i had a lesson this morning and I just finished it up, and I am talking about common mistakes. So the last point, I believe, was the mistake of trying to pull into a finished surface too quickly before you have gradually aligned everything that you need to align and gotten the underlying sort of spine of the spoon correctly figured out. You need to do that and sort of gradually pull yourself down to your finished surfaces before you um and 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 get all that stuff aligned before you concentrate on creating the finished surface you want because you don't actually know what the finished surface needs to be until you resolve all of those underlying things all right the next common mistake is not anticipating the stopping point in the bowl so this is how you blow through the bottom of the bowl is you are going strong, going strong, going strong. And all of a sudden you realize, whoa, I'm getting close to the bottom of the bowl. And you start trying to make your cuts nice and clean. The problem is you might have pulled the bottom of the bowl. I'm sorry, the outside of the bowl too tight to where you want your finish point to be. And then all of a sudden you're charging up on it full steam ahead and you have a hard time stopping. And before you know it, you've blitzed right through the bottom of the bowl. So, you need to anticipate how to <clears throat> how to get to that finished point by ghosting up to it. Sort of like how, uh, oh, if you've ever gone sailing and you're trying to get your sailboat back to the buoy, what you do is you go sort of downwind and then you turn up into the wind and you let and you basically lose all your momentum because you're no longer sailing, but you still, I'm sorry, you lose all your speed because you're no longer sailing but you still have momentum and you just kind of glide up to your buoy so that's what you want to do with your spoon knife you want to sort of gradually gradually sort of lose your speed as you're getting close to the bottom and make it more and more subtle what you're doing so that you get up to your final dimension in really subtle movements and don't blow your way through the bottom <clears throat> the next one is carving the bowl too soon I see this all the time where I have a spoon that uh, I need to save and the only reason I can save it is because I haven't carved the bowl yet. And so I can adjust the tip of the bowl. I can adjust where the shoulders are. I can get an entirely different spoon out of the situation if only I haven't carved the bowl yet. As soon as you hollow out that area where the bowl is going to be, even a little bit, you dramatically reduce your ability to make last minute adjustments that can help you salvage a situation. Um, so waiting until the very end to carve the bowl uh, keeps your options open as long as possible. The second last, second to last common mistake I see is um, not dropping the line of the handle top enough to eliminate the high shoulders. So if you keep the, your handle top high, you end up, the transition from the neck down into the shoulders is very steep. It's very precipitous. It's like a waterfall coming off of Swiss Alps. 
you plunge from that top of the shoulder down through these high shoulders into the sort of the bottom of the of the side rim of the bowl, the deepest part of the side rim of the bowl, and those high shoulders don't actually help the spoon bowl hold any extra liquid. Um, they're just an awkward transition from one to the other, from the handle to the bowl rim. So the way to handle that is to gradually build in a decline from the tip of the handle as it goes down to the neck and the shoulders of the spoon on the top. That top line needs to be lowered down. It's not to say it needs to be lowered down all the way from the tip of the handle, although some spoons do that. You can still have some curve or dolphin back or however you want to call it in the top line of your spoon, but you need to have the line of the spoon sort of coming down so that it's a much more gradual transition from the top of the neck down into the shoulders and you don't have those high shoulders. And then the final one, <clears throat> the final common mistake I see is not employing micro chamfers on your spoon rim or really on, on any of the lines of your spoon. What are micro chamfers? Micro chamfers are tiniest little cuts that you make just to knock off just the, the, the corner of any of your facets. And especially if you're knife finishing your spoon, these are important in making it comfortable because no amount of burnishing is going to actually knock off those corners. You have to take it off with a knife. Particularly on the rim of an eating spoon, micro chamfers on the underside, on the top, outside, and on the inside of the rim. <coughs> the combination of those three is what makes the spoon comfortable in your mouth. So employ micro chamfers. That's it. Bit of a long one. I hope you guys like it.